Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt knows Drew Stoltz a day after the 86 Masters, where Scotty Scheffler picks up his first major championship with a dominating performance around Augusta National. It was something special to watch, please. It was fun to be there. We got to be out there most of the week. We uh, participated in all the activities. We got to have a little evening or two at T-Bones. We did it all. First of all, before we get into it, I must say on the video here, you look glorious with the light coming in. You're like a little Simba coming down from the Lion King. Oh, the anointed one. I love it. You are. But, man, what well, a week we had. What's up? I'm currently en route from Augusta to Hilton Head. So had to do a quick pullover so we could get, get this done. It's been a it's been a hell of an eight days for me, Slice. Yeah, the voice sounds good. I know the sound of that voice. I think I was there for part of the yeah. reason that that voice sounds like that. But dude, what a week we had down there. I mean, from the first day we got there, you and I, you know, we we did our radio show, went and hit the merch tent as you do, picked up this beautiful little piece right here. We make our way out there and heading towards the first fairway, and all of a sudden it's like Elvis stepped on property. It was eight deep, two hundred yards down the fairway. We both look at each other like, I hope this is Tiger. Otherwise, we ain't going to see nothing out here. And sure enough, there goes Tiger, JT, Freddie, all coming up the first tee. And, man, from that point on, it was just cool to have Tiger there, the buzz that was around it. And then Scotty Scheffler, man, sleeping on the lead like that. Five-shot lead going into Saturday, three-shot lead going into Sunday. The kid didn't blink, even when it looked like it might get interesting there after those first two Colt on, on Sunday. Cam Smith comes out, tweet, tweet, out the gates. And then the third hole, clearly that's where the whole thing got shook up. Yeah, no doubt with Scotty Scheffler having the chip in, Cam Smith making bogey. Like you said, just an incredible week. It's always so special to be at Augusta National. I was there the entire week doing some coverage for um, ESPN Plus and Masters.com. Was on the call, got to call Tigers round on Thursday, which was just, I was in awe. I, I mean, I was, I was a fanboy out there trying to call, um, you know, the greatest of all times, first round back in over 500 days. But just can't say enough about Scotty Scheffler. You know, I brag about him all the time on here. I've known him since he was seven years old. So pumped for him. You know, I finished in the morning on Sunday. I headed out to the golf course. I, I just felt like I needed to be there for that for that moment to see if he could get it done. I, w I caught up with him on number four. I made it all the way through 18, and I think I saw about four shots. It is absolutely impossible to see anything out there unless you are way out ahead and just get a spot and commit to sitting there. But I walked around with Randy Smith, his longtime coach, his dad, his sisters. So cool to watch them go through all the emotions and then Scotty coming up the last knowing it's, it's, it's a done deal. So pumped for him. Well-deserved. You know, he, a lot of people kind of were critical of him being the number one player in the world. They're like, I, I don't understand how this is possible. It just, it's just one good, one, one good little stretch. Well, he confirmed he is now the best player on the planet. Yeah. Pretty, pretty non-debatable right now. And it was cool. You and I ran into Scotty's family out there before the week started and we were like, Hey, what a what a run this has been. How cool has this been? And little did we know that the coolest part of it hadn't even started yet at that point. And I thought it was really awesome, Colt. Like his post-game interview, he talked about, you know, you got so much time to kill when you're in those final groups at the Masters. I mean, he's not teeing off till late, late in the afternoon. When your mind's going crazy, that's a tough ask. And he said he woke up and he was like in tears at points. Where he's like, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I, like the moment almost felt too big for him. I thought that was, A, pretty cool for him to admit that because I got to believe he's not the first dude to ever break down like that before a big final round, but I haven't heard anybody else admit it up to this point. And it just goes to show you like what's behind the curtain. Cause you watch Scotty Scheffler on the broadcast and you're like, man, he looks so calm. He's out there laughing with Ted Scott. Nothing gets under this dude's skin. Nothing rattles him. Anytime he hits a bad shot, he seems to recover. It lets you know like what's going on on the inside because that's uh, I don't care who you are, how many times you won. And that's after a guy's won three times in the last 
you know, six weeks more or less. He's still feeling like that going into the final round at Augusta. But, man, it looked like it might get close for a little bit. He never let up. Cam Smith slipped up there on 12, which was obviously kind of the huge turning point when it turned into the Scotty Scheffler victory lap. But, damn, dude, like you said, you can't dispute the world number one right now. And it's crazy how quickly that's turned from two, two and a half months ago. Yeah, he's just – he's a stud, man. He's playing unbelievable. Got to give a big shout-out to his wife, Meredith, too. I mean, for that little little pep talk she gave her gave him before he headed out. I mean, she could possibly be – she doesn't need to work. I don't know if she does. But if she's looking for a new profession, sports psychologist, I think, is in her future. I mean, the things I – mean, he gave her so much credit. And, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, when you're in that kind of – I said it to you on a radio show. Can you imagine if, like, this was one of the weeks he travels alone? And like he wakes up and he's in that moment and everything. That'd be really tough. But to have the support system he does, to have Meredith there and tell him, listen, it's all going to be okay. You can handle this. Go out and get it done. And he did. Man, it's just, it was so cool to see him put on the green jacket, in my opinion, the first of many majors. I mean, the next major championship, the PGA Championship, this is his favorite golf course in the world, Southern Hills. He won Big 12s there as a freshman. Go ahead and ink wow. that. And how about us making our picks going in? It was almost like Scotty Scheffler was too obvious. Like, neither of us picked him. It was kind of like, all right, he's the guy. He's the hottest player coming in. But, like, how long can that last? Can he keep that up? And neither of us even picked him. And uh, now I feel like an idiot. But it was almost one of those things like, dude, that's, like, too easy. If you just asked the novice golfer and said, here's the results of the last couple months, who do you like? They're going to pick Scotty. It felt like it was too much of a layup. But, damn, uh, probably not going to make the same same mistake twice not picking him going forward. Yeah, and gotta give also a big thank you to everybody that came up, all the patrons that came up to us out there on Monday. For me, all week walking around the grounds. I mean, a lot of subpar fans out there. It was really cool. It's awesome. It's always awesome to get out there and talk with some of the listeners. We had a great event at Savannah River Brewing Company. Shout out Savannah River for hosting us and our event out there. Graham Dillette was in the house. We had a good time, hit some balls into the monitor. May or may not have drank a handful of beers out there. Got to talk with a lot of the listeners, and that event was uh, that was really cool that we get to have these live events. We're going to look to keep those keep those um, happening going forward. Yeah, awesome, great turnout. Even though the weather was terrible, but had a lot of fun at Savannah River Brewing Company. But Slays, the man of the hour is obviously Scotty Scheffler. Picks up his first major, and he was just shipping it around Augusta National with that TaylorMade driver. You know what it is, Colt. That's all TaylorMade because golf is an interesting game. Because the better you hit the ball, the fewer shots you have to hit. That means the better you hit the ball, the less golf you actually have to play. That's why we made the all-new TaylorMade Stealth Irons. TaylorMade Stealth Irons feature a cat-back design and a 3D toe wrap designed to help deliver increased distance through the bag and more forgiveness on those occasional or not-so-occasional less-than-perfect shots. The result? Better shots more often, so you get to have more fun more often. So if you're the kind of golfer who wants to play less golf more often, try the all-new Stealth Irons from TaylorMade. Beyond Driven. To learn more about the technology of stealth, visit TaylorMadeGolf.com. Use the promo code SUBPAR for free shipping. No excuses. I did hit a couple couple dogs into the uh, monitor there, Colt. Um, I got to question the accuracy of those things. I didn't have my elite speed that I'm accustomed to having. Could have been the 17 beers that I had before that, but I'm going to say also possibly the monitor. Well, listen, if the stealth is good enough for the number one player in the world, it's good enough for everyone else out there. So go get that TaylorMade driver. But Slays, we got an absolute beauty on the pod today. PGA Tour champion legend, Michael Allen. I mean, this guy, sake drinking, ball striking, unbelievable actor. He does it all. Oh, dude. 
If you're if you're a fan of golf and you don't know the name Michael Allen, you're about to because this dude's incredible. If if you could imagine Jimmy Buffett as a pro golfer, that's Michael Allen. And if you don't know his story, you're about to hear it, and it's hard not to like this dude. He's just one of the OGs. Like he comes from a different time. He chased it all over the globe. Kind of found his stride late in his career. Parlayed it into a, a really big Champions Tour career. But um, God, he's a he's a fun dude to be around. You're gonna see that here in just a minute. Well, Sleaze, last week at Augusta, the Dewars was flowing. I consumed a rather large amount, considering I was there for eight days. And we are proud to announce Dewars as the presenting sponsor of Subpar and the official Scotch whiskey of the 122nd U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Discover Dewars' remarkable lineup of Scotch whiskeys, most notably their 12, 15, and 19-year-old limited champions edition, developed in partnership with the USGA. Dewar's is the perfect after-round indulgence, extraordinarily smooth yet complex. Enjoy Dewar's double-aged Scotch whiskeys any way you like. Uh, I think I tried all of these last week, Sleaze. Whether you want it neat on the, whether you want it neat on the rocks in a whiskey highball with a twist, or a classic old-fashioned, the Sleazy Man's favorite. Check out Dewar's, absolutely delicious. And here we go, Michael Allen on Golf Subpar. All right. This is going to be a fun one here today. We got a pros pro in the house with us. Longtime PGA Tour player and Champions Tour major champion. The man golfs his ball and pounds Saki with the best of them. Michael Allen. <laughs> you got to be known for something. I didn't think it would be Saki, but, you know, I guess the San Francisco roots just kind of. Well, today it's, in there. today it's doers and water, though. It is indeed. Thank you. And thank you, doers. Yeah. Enjoy. We try and do you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just doers. Uh, That's right. But the sake, though, first time I ever played with you, Twin Fin. Oh, shit, I don't know, eight, ten Which, years ago. I got to say, the two of you took over from McCord, who used to work on it, light it up. I've seen his you know pc there doing all his stuff and you guys came in and just rolled it laying on your back you were all world you were all think, world i don't think he remembers laying on his back i don't either but he I've was sure was funny man i'll tell I've been you told that. it was fun <laughs> it was great you could have heard yourself oh, we, yeah. we talk about that down. we talk about that tournament a lot on here it's a pro scratch it's out here at the start you've been playing in it for years almost forever yeah it's a, it's i mean what a way to start the year it is a great great time. preparation, and yeah. gambling this year, shit. Yeah. He was ready to go. You know, well, you know that's when I became friends with Tom Pernice. Really, was there because we never really got along. He's very organized, very anal. I'm pretty, I'm pretty loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of free We'd be for yeah. yeah. And you know, I kind of come off, and we had won that year, and we, you know, we it was when we we're on the other side, we we're behind eighteen, and we. Pull the bags off the cart, and there must have been a hundred beers on the cart, and they just come piling off, you know. And like, Tom's up there studying already; he's got his computer out, you know. And it was just like, okay, this is why we actually talked a few minutes. So he said, "This is why we're good. I really work really hard. I'm always organized. I'm this, and you're that, and you're great at this, and I'm mm-hmm. good at." And so now we have a good understanding of each other, and so. Have you always been like that, though? Like, even back when you were playing on the PGA Tour and even before that, were you just, hey, I'm here to have fun and let's see what happens? <laughs> well, no, there's a, there's a whole lot of work underneath all of it. Yeah. There really is. I mean, in the end, I do. I'm bored. I, I got to go out and have fun. I got to do something. So, you know, that's been a big transition over the years. <laughs> you, 
the first time I played you though, I had not met you at the time, and it was at that Twin Fin deal, and I was like, okay, you know, I got Michael Allen, I know the name, but I don't know the guy. We show up, and you had music on on the first tee. You might have had a cigar in or something. You yeah. had uh, an entire bottle of sake. We walk up to the first tee like to shake hands, like, hey, I'm Drew, and you had you had like a shot of sake. Here you go, bud. Just hand it to me. I was well, like, this guy is about. This is gonna be fun. You also, I had seen your swing, and you're crushing it, and <laughs> I had to get, I had to get more on my level. Nah, I'm, yeah, that's not, hard. not that's, on my level. You were way above what I could do. That's not a hard task, and that's yeah. also... See, that's why I'm no. always so comfortable with Colt. You know? yeah. I'm on his <laughs> level. I feel like we're always on our level. We're we're okay. Right. You know? This is true. Right. Do you remember yeah. our first time? Oh, yes. Oh, it was yes. one hole. stories. Yes, I, I, haven't, I have not won yet. <laughs> our first time was Byron Nelson Monday yep. qualifier. Oh, I went into a right, playoff, the playoff. With, with the man right here. That's right. Yes, is he the one that didn't shake your hand at the end? Yeah, he just bolted. He was out of here. Fuck off. But you were like, it was your first tournament. I was a, no, yeah. I was in college. Still. You were still in college. Yeah, I hadn't I mean. turned pro yet. That was your first tour event. Yeah, and, and I, you qualified, and I didn't. No, you ended up getting in though. I ended up getting in. Yeah, but you, I didn't, but you qualify. didn't get in. There was a three for two playoff. <laughs> yes. You, me, and Michael Boyd. And y'all lost to both of you. Jesus Christ. This ain't right, man. You must right, have been man. playing shit so time. What are you doing in a Monday anyways? Oh, man. I thought I just lost he's, to you. He's told that, that story before. He's like, so I win this play. I'm a college oh, kid. This has been my dream, playing in the Byron. I fucking go out, whatever yeah. you did, birdie or whatever. I and he's like, Michael Allen, as soon as I make birdie, Michael Allen's fucking beeline to the parking lot. <laughs> You're already I didn't even shake his hand. Him and Michael Boyd had to keep going. Boyd comes over, shakes me. He's like, congratulations. Michael, you just wait for 40 yards. You just wait, and you're like, see ya. And then that's, you had, that's your memory of me. <laughs> Good luck, well, shit not, brick. Well, no, at first, I was like, God, this guy's kind of, He's kind a, of a dick. And then I got, to, then you got into yeah. the tournament, and I got to meet you, and I'm like, okay, I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew we'd be friends, because we're all You do the same are, thing but, if you've been on tour yeah. for forever, and some college punk comes oh, out here and makes a birdie, like this fucking kid. Yeah, it doesn't even matter for this kid. Yeah, this guy. He's not even taking any money. He's good. What's the point of I want to go back to some of your earlier days, though, because I'm fascinated about University of Nevada, Reno. Uh Because Reno is, I've had some good times there. It's a very interesting city, but I want to know what the biggest little city in the world was like back in the early 80s. Doers was a big part of it. (laughs) (laughs) As one would expect. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, it was just a place, you know, I went to San Mateo Junior College for a year, and, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of choices. People weren't really knocking at my door, so... My good buddy Dave Beal was up there, and he got me to go up there and look at this school. Um, I didn't see the campus until the next trip, but <laughs> Perfect. I go, this recruiting. is going to be a good place, and they're going to give me a scholarship. I'm in, you know, and that was kind of it. And in the end, it was, it was a great place to go to school. It was so much fun, and we had a great time. We got to play in great events. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the best. My favorite part is I didn't see the campus door. Right. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Recru- hey, yeah. Cool. So should I come out for a trip? Yeah. No, no, no. Let me just tell you about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's palm trees. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, There's babes exactly. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And when you finished, wrestling at night, weren't yeah. you not convinced that you were going to go into pro? Weren't you like stockbroker? You were going to be a stockbroker? My first job, I was. I got hired by uh, Morgan Stanley. Well, I got in the training program. My father got me in. And I went through it for two weeks. And we got the U.S. Open Olympic Club. And so my father came home and said, why do you want to do that? And really sitting there cold calling and going through this training was not really working that great for me, in my mind. And so I, I went and I, my father said, you know, I'll take care of you for two or three years so you get the Open. At the, that time, they, they decided the U.S. Open only about three years ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, sure, I'll go, I'll go play golf. You know, and yeah, and so eventually I, I got on like the Asian tour, and then I got in the European tour, and 
And I came back. I never got into that open. I never even got to the second stage. Um, had a great time at the Baltimore. What's the Preakness? The Preakness? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really there. good. Yeah. <laughs> the Preakness was great. My golf wasn't so good, but I was doing okay. I still had another year on the tour or finished that year out. And I went back to Europe and I finished like fifth, third, fourth, second, or third or something. Kept my card easy. And I go, well, I've, I actually made some money. I mean, mm -hmm. why wouldn't I keep playing? And so from that point on, I kind of kept playing. That was 1987. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, you're considered a journeyman out there, and I think <laughs> considered a journeyman. Yeah, I mean, you are a journeyman. He's a sherpa. I think he's been on so many journeys. You put it in the yeah. dictionary. Yeah. My picture would be. You're one of those guys that I'm guessing had a few trips to Q school. Oh, I was the king of Q school. That's my locker at the Mesa man. Country Club. King man. Q school all time money winner. Okay. That's my locker. How many trips? Yeah, this is fascinating. I think I've me. been to Q school probably twelve times. I made it nine. That's the best. Made it That's nine. the best made record in the history. And of you Q know, school. I'll tell you, of all the things I've done in my life, when you kind of look back at it, and a little more serious note, you look back on it, and it's like you know, I wasn't a great player, especially back then. But what I what I was able to do is make it through there and take care of my family. You know, and to the perseverance to do that every friggin' year. Which was, which was a whole regiment of its own. When the year was over, I had this regiment of digging up my yard. Usually, I'd pop a water line, and my buddy had to come over and <laughs> save the thing from you know drowning. My Dick Roberts, and it was just like this thing. I just then I'd go and I'd practice for like three weeks, just just grind, you know. But that's why I couldn't play on tour. I could practice and get good for that week, but I couldn't really. I couldn't play a year. I wasn't that great a player. It was also different then. Like, the money wasn't what it was now. So if you're a guy trying to hang on to a tour card, it's like, that doesn't mean you're flying private and doing all the things. Oh, like, yo, no. can I Jeez. make enough to stay afloat, yeah. feed my family, and keep going? Yeah, the only year I kept my card, I finished third at Phoenix, and I made $50,000. You know, I mean, that was my best finish. And I had finished, actually, the third week before that in Tucson, and I made $100,000, and... That basically kept my card. Yeah. And that was the only yeah. time I kept my card in those first seven years, which is why I quit. Was which, <laughs> which we'll get I to. But I, I want to know: is was there any? Do you have any crazy stories like where you birdied the last to get it, get your tour card at Q School uh, or anything like well, that? Well, I do have one, but it was kind of the opposite. Okay, that's even better. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I was the guy in the last group, maybe second to last. I'm just, I think it was the last group in Houston, and I had played the front nine and you know even or one over. Had it made easy, just, you know, breathing. Alive, I could yeah. basically almost bogey in, and then I started bogeying in <laughs> until I started through a double bogey in there. I and then it came down to the last hole, and I had that back right pin at Houston where we play in a few weeks in Asperity. And there I am with a three iron from the left rough, the left, you know, shortcut there, and I have to I have to make par. And the a friends come out and told me, you're, you got to You're on par. the number. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this was like brutal. And so then I, I actually did. And then I get in this playoff and we're playing for like 48th, 49th, 50th, 51 spot, you know? And you're not even getting cut. We're all getting in. But me and God, what was his name? He was a great guy. <clears throat> we ended up playing like six holes. One guy got out, another guy got out, and me and him, we were just going on and going on. We're playing for like 50 and 51. Yeah, like, yeah. this Not is even the a most worthless yeah. thing ever, yeah. you know? And we finally just go, hey, it's getting dark. We've been out here forever. This is miserable. Let's just hit a bunker shot. And I won. 
They let you do that? <laughs> they let you do that? They, they let oh, you? Yeah. Did wow. you have to go to a rules official? Like, hey, oh, we've they were, the rules officials were, they were out ready there. to go They too. were out there. They're like, you know, this is enough. 50-51. Yeah. Who cares? You're getting the okay. same starts. Yeah, yeah, we're getting the same. But it, it didn't matter. I mean, you've obviously had great success there at Q School, as, as your locker at Mesa says. But don't you wish there was it was still around? I mean, there's Q School, but it's just to get the yeah, Corn Ferry Tour now. And but I, the direct I, route is just so great. And it's and it's so tough for the guys today. I mean, it really is. Now you got to be a great player today to get out there. I, it's I think it's a different animal than it was when we were out there. Well, me, you're very young, <laughs> yeah, yeah, relatively right. speaking. White in his beard. Oh, I got no hair on That's my head. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's a different animal now. It really is. The kids are so good and so talented. I I really enjoy watching. I actually wanted to go out and be a a walking scorer for the. Phoenix Open just to watch some of the guys. I, I watched McElroy when I you know when I was last out when I was fifty two. I haven't seen any of these kids play. I would love to. I sit there and work out with Rom every day, but I've never seen him hit a ball in person. Well, it goes know? really far and really straight. <laughs> it looks sometimes that way. it falls a little bit to the right most of the <laughs> sometimes. Time. Yeah, and all the irons <laughs> go at the pin. Mm-hmm. They do. It's really annoying. Yeah, and Phil Mickelson said he'd never gamble with him again. Yeah, because he's smart. He can't. Yeah, yeah, he's smart. You don't lose too often doing that. Yeah. Anyhow, he's amazing to watch work out. I'll tell you what. Um, he can throw some weight around, huh? And you know what he does? Like this guy uh, Spencer's got this at THP. He's got this. Thing. He's got him training. He does this like kickboxing thing with his elbows, and he starts. El- I mean, I'm telling you what. He's also the top UFC fighter of all the golfers on tour. <laughs> this guy would, he would do some damage to you. I'm telling you. Oh, just watching his workouts. So just letting you know that. So, if you if you actually win money from him, good luck getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you and, can owe and, me. You can owe me. It's fine, dude. I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you again. That's right. Yeah. And you'll win it back. Yeah, so Scotty Scheffler, next time you play in the Ryder Cup, be careful. He's training to be a UFC fighter yeah. as well. Oh, he might kill you if you beat yeah, him again. It's, it's some, yeah, the guys, uh, those guys are amazing out there, what they do. Dude, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. I can't believe I you're going to be walking score. Yeah, yeah. Like you get enough golf, and you're like, I want to come watch these well, guys. Well, we always have you the gal Mary that always kind of takes sets up the shot link. So she said, well, Mike, you know, last year you got to pass a test. Oh man, tests. Oh, those are tough. I'm not good at tests, <laughs> yeah. Right? Reno. Test. Yeah, my last test Reno was wasn't school, big on I, those. That was the best thing I ever did. Anyhow, it was an eight eight question thing, and and I aced it. You aced it. Was it. Pretty, it was pretty. I would simple. hope that the pro which golfer... shots did you put in first? The one that's being hit. The next shot. Or the yeah, I got that. The first shot. Yeah, it wasn't a really difficult test. What'd you put on one? Oh, well. Yeah, what's number one? Yeah. <laughs> Just get me started. What, For the love happened? of God, get yeah. me started. <laughs> Let's talk about the time where you actually. Though, I mean, because you were going for a while, and then you yeah. stepped away. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I is not normal. No, but I, I sucked. You know, I, I played on tour for so long. <laughs> That's a real I played golfer, for seven dude. years, and I, I, I sucked. You know, I was I could never keep my card. I was, you know, um, I kept my card that one year. It was. I just felt like I was a, not a dumb person. I'm a relatively sharp person. I can make a living doing something else. <clears throat> and I just felt I got young kids. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get out and kind of be a, see what else I could do. And, uh, well, it didn't work out great. How I, long did I, you stay I, away? Uh, three years, four years. So okay. I, I built a couple homes up at True North. Didn't do well in the beginning of the housing boom, so I lost money there. Then I went out to Wingfoot and worked at Wingfoot for a year as an assistant. Would have kept going, but the, I, I just didn't make any money out there doing mm-hmm. that either. But I did all the uh, GP, GT, the PGA schools, and Glass A1 or whatever. 
Um, and then I tried to get into medical sales and my best buddy here would never let me give me a job. And that's what he did. You know, the hips joined in hips and shoulders and knees. And I, I watched a bunch of the surgeries, just thought it was great. But, you know, he's still my best buddies, but he wouldn't give me a job when I really Well, it's a good thing it. he didn't because it worked out okay. Well, in the end. But, yeah. you know, at we didn't time. know that at the time. I was like, I was pretty desperate. And so, you know, I, I was doing that. And then some uh, friends from, the, from Mesa just... Without me, I was still trying to play a little mini tour here, build a home, just trying to do th anything. I was teaching Sunridge Canyon, um, just trying to make a living, just trying to survive. Just, you know, I mean, we were bare bones. We we didn't have a whole lot of months free to, mm -hmm. you know, to go. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, and we were just uh, fighting it out. And these friends said, you should go play and raise some money for me without me even didn't know about it at all. And I went out back to the Nationwide and. I think that's what it was then, I don't know what it was. <clears throat> and uh, I kind of went back out there, finished top 50, and mm -hmm. then went out. I guess I still had to go another year, and then I got back on the tour and kind of never looked back at like 42. Did yeah. you miss it while you were away? Like while you are doing the houses and all that other stuff? Were you like, you know, man, I, I wish I was playing? Or was it nice to not be gone all the time and see your family? It was that? actually just... I wish I'd been a little more successful at what I was doing. Um, I didn't know what I was doing getting into, but I, I really didn't miss it when I was doing it. I mean, I had some good thoughts. You put things in a little better perspective when you're away. You get a perspective of what your opportunities are and what they were, you know, could be. Um, you know, so that was a really, it was really a good time. It got me away from the game. I'd still go out and play a little mini tour around here and you know win 300 bucks or whatever to help you know i would say beer money back then it wasn't really actually beer money yeah. you know yeah. it was like okay it helps what did so, what changed though in your golf game so you come back and then you get your tour card and i mean you're off and rolling pretty yeah. good i mean your your best years were after you turned 42 43 years old yeah i know everybody kind of thinks that you know really the senior tour was my time and, and it was mm -hmm. without question but really, you know, 42, I got my card back. I lost it once and then got back. You know, it was really, uh, the, the big change was I got together with this guy, Mike Mitchell, and he changed everything in my golf swing. I used to work with Hank Haney, which, you know, I mean, that reason I quit, I was fifth place and maybe Byron Nelson that year or something, mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't get to practice. And, you know, it was just such hard work. No one hit more balls than I did. It was all arms. It was all hands, face. It was all... And then the next two days, you know, I was nervous. I shot 78, 79 or something like that, you know, and finished the bottom of the pack. Mm -hmm. $2,500 a week man is what they called me, you know. <laughs> that ain't so, bad. That ain't bad. Well, it wasn't terrible you know at the time. I mean? At least that was a living. It's a good jicky jack week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know luckily, yeah. So, what he, so he totally Mitchell, changed your golf. Mitchell so, yeah. was the guy, right? Like Mike Mitchell. And I went through with uh, God, wait, Mac O'Grady and all these different guys that were – Doc Suddy. I mean, I, I went to everybody trying to figure out what the hell to do because I didn't know. I was lost, you know. And eventually Mac actually got me his ideas and got me to Mike Mitchell, which is kind of what I thought was better. Um, I forget the guys where they were out there then, but Peter Lennard and, you know, Love but him. I mean, yeah, but his body was always his beast. body motion, you know. Well, he was beast. five he was foot wide too. and I mean, a I monster. He's a little shithouse. Yeah. yeah. He was a rugby player that just yeah. slapped at the ball and it went yeah. really yeah. far. But his body worked so well and they stayed on plane. And it was kind of like, I go, that's kind of what I need to do, even though my body didn't work that well. But, 
Uh, uh, Bobby Knight's one of the guys that got me going. We are talking about earlier. Or Bobby Duvall, yeah. Bobby Duvall. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, BD. Yeah. And so that was just like, that, that revelation was incredible. And it was a lot of hard work. I'd go down to hit balls with Mitch at Palm Springs for, I mean, four, five, six hours at a time. It was... You know, it, it was it wasn't right. My hands, my body was gone, but I you know I had to do something, and and I learned how to use my body better. And then I started working out with like Bobby and you know these people. I started working out and getting my body to work properly, and the clubs and everything kind of started matching. And I, even though I wasn't always going to be great, I knew when I had a big round, I was still going to hit the ball well. I wasn't going to just you know lose it like in Dallas that year. Talk about the clubs, because that's actually very yeah. interesting. Like, you go to Mike, you completely transform your body, your swing, all that stuff. And you go from playing, like, what, standard, live, lock, you know, all it that, plus or minus one. Up, and then yeah. all, you were two degrees up, and you yeah. went to, did you go, didn't you go to five degrees flat? Six degrees flat. Six yeah. degrees. I mean, that's eight, yeah. eight degrees. Yeah. That is, I mean, a but lot of people could put it on time. the, <laughs> there got to be a lot of toe shots involved in that transition. Well, it was, it was a process. It was a two-year process that I would go there and, Literally, I would go down to Palm Springs every other week, and my car—I didn't even have to—I didn't have to be awake. My car made it there on my own, you know. That's <laughs> all. It was—it was just—it was one of those things. I just—I had to make it work. I—I I believed in it. I believed in something different. I believed in in myself that I could do it if I could get the right equipment or idea around me, and. Um, was that I, to know, eliminate left? Because like the flatter you go, the harder it is to hit it left. Where you're just exactly, like, I need unleftable clubs. That was exactly the number one thing we did was get rid of left. That'll do and it. Six it degrees did. flat. And in the end, if I really need to hit a draw, I could hit it better than I ever could. You know, are, you still, could, are your clubs still six degrees flat? No, like my body can't work like that say, anymore. You're, you're pretty all. low. But I am still like two degrees flat. Yeah. You know? From we two up to six flat is unbelievable. It was amazing. I mean, it you got to feel like you could try to hook process. it as hard as you can, and it ain't going yeah. left. That's a nice got, feel. It finally got six flat at the open at uh, Pinehurst. And I was hitting these things. He goes, Mike, I'm going to come back. Hit this six iron now, you know? He just come back from the trailer. It was like on the range. It was coming out perfect, you know? Then I missed a couple right on the tournament days, and I was like, "What did you do this?" Well, it's at fifty six now. Yeah, <laughs> it was like fifty six. We were at fifty eight. We yeah. were like, you know, that's like Hogan clubs were like that. Like yeah, he had those type of deals. I've seen yeah. one mocked up to his and tried to hit it before. I mean, you can't hook it. His you clubs are shorter too. And that was and that was the whole philosophy behind everything. You know, it really was. It's a nice I mean, feel. It was, and I mean, I played some of the great golf I ever played with that. You know, I. I stood up there when I won that senior PGA on that last hole and that bunker on the right, but it was like, all the shit was left. That was where you couldn't go under those trees. You know, and actually watching the video later, it was like <coughs> all those guys, when they made bogeys, they hit it left, voting the bunker. I stood up there and just nailed it, you know? No way I was Was going your left. driver like that too? Were they flattening that out? We That's got it as flat do. as we could. The yeah. driver was a hard one. Yeah, Three woods were hard. Yeah, know, all, all the things. woods are tough. Yeah, yeah. So that was really the best part of my career. I got in there and, you know, as we say, everybody says the Champions Tour, but really from about 44 to 51, mm -hmm. you know, I, I played great. I, I mean, you know, it's like me when I go and win the PG, that senior PGA. I had just finished top 20 at, at Quail Hollow and TPC. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Tiger Woods, they're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy, right? You're 51 years old, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, 50 years old. 50, yeah. And I'm, and I'm Michael Allen. It's like, well, those are good weeks, you know? I'm making $100,000 And you're in week. like that no great. man's land from 45 to 50 where most people kind of go away and wait for and the championship. You were playing your, I think you had, what, three runner-ups after 45, your best yeah. finishes? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was always a joke because I'm going to win the... Well, actually, it was after the senior tours, I almost had one. I had one when I was 51. Yeah. I lost to Bill Haas. Weren't you back and forth even after you were 50, still I playing would. some I, tour? I kept playing. And the only reason I went to the senior tour, I was sitting there when I was 51. No, I guess I was 52. Because I played, I was 50, 51. I kept playing. Maybe I was 51. And I kept, I called my, uh, my buddy, Johnny. And I was like, Johnny, you know, what am I going to do? I talked to a few people. I got this dilemma. I, I'm still playing the tour. And I'm, I know I can keep my card this year. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 110, mm-hmm. 120 if I, you know, do well. Not like I'm, or I can go play the Champions Tour. What do you think I should do? What do you know? I love it out there. I'm playing good. I'm competing. And you know, he's like, Mike, <laughs> slow down. Take the job you got. <laughs> You're going to have that job for the next 10 or 12 years, 15 mm-hmm. years. Go play the Champions Tour. Stop this crap, you know? And he talked sense into me, and, you know, I mean, it was a great decision, obviously. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, it was obviously a great decision. Yeah. worked out very, very well eight wins later. But I want to know how much, like, the PGA Tour changed from when you first were out there towards the end of your career. Like, I mean, I've heard stories of where, I mean, there was no working out and practicing after oh, rounds oh, back oh. in the day. It was straight to the bar for a couple. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed my era. Days. The good I know. old yes, days. Yes, yeah. Well, you really missed the Champions Tour with Fuzzy out there and JJ. But, um, you know, Crenshaw and these guys were so great. But, yeah, I mean, when I first got out there, I mean, I was young, green behind the ears, and played in Europe a bit and had fun. But it was like you got out there, and I was I was odd by it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I wasn't really in my element. I think when I was, you know, in my f- late 40s, I was much more in my element. I was more comfortable. Um who were some of the guys you hung out with in your late 40s? Oh, God. Well, I mean, when I was younger, I hung out with Brandle a lot. And God, who else? Was he always reading? Yeah. Oh, we was he always chess. reading books and using Well, we words? would play chess at night. We would play chess. <laughs> and this guy, I started beating him all the time, you know? I was better than him. Oh, we got to bring that oh. up. Oh, yeah. We'll use that. Yeah. And then, and then he started reading books. Of course, we'd be chess playing. Chess books? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. But of course, we'd be playing. And. I'd have him like in check. Okay, whiskey break. We got we got to take a break here. Whiskey break, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell he'd do, but all of a sudden I was in check, you know, four moves later. <laughs> Go back, call his buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know That's what great. it was, but um, you know, uh, he was a good friend. I don't know. Duffy was all right. I don't know who I hung out with. Back Didn't then. you run around with Daly back like in South uh, Africa or something, or like well, in the late eighties or little, something? A little bit, a lot more as of late. And I'm trying to kind of stay away a little bit. <laughs> you know, John's such a beauty. I, I love the man. God, I always love this story of, you know, when we went to his house after we played the two ball on the Champions Tour. We go to his house. It's his 52nd or third birthday. I mean, we got the RV, got all his buddies, you know, Captain Kenny, who comes in and, you know, you think Captain, and they, everybody says, Captain, did you eat John Daly? I mean, that's how big this guy is, right? Oh, and, uh, and all yeah. these guys are so big, you know. Yeah. So we get to Dardanelle, and we pull in the RV. There's seven or eight of us in there, you know, drinking whiskey. And, Michael, you ready for Dardanelle, Missouri, misery? You know, it's like, 
Doers, I am too. Yes, I am. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I am like, okay, we get there and we go. So we get to his house and we're going to go to his brother's house for this party going on. And it's only about 15 or 20 of his buddies there. Anyhow, he gives us all carts. So there's about 10 of us in carts, you know, driving through the freaking wilderness, right? I mean, you're bouncing through. He's got lights on his and there's a couple, do that have lights? And there's about six that don't. And, you know, it's just like, you know, dusk right now. We're bouncing through and all right it's not that bad anyhow me and his caddy come back about you know midnight and i mean when i get to the thing it's like all right a nice scotch what are you gonna have mike i'm gonna have a scotch throw some ice in there fill myself a nice scotch all right good these guys go okay that's great they take that bottle and just start chugging it you know I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna be a okay. long night here we go <laughs> it's gonna and be a long we're night off. Yeah. <laughs> we're off yeah have you seen anyone that can go toe-to-toe with daily Oh man, I don't know. Well, his friends, his friends, yeah. <laughs> the his dude that did really not ate him, Captain yeah. Kenny. Sounds like he yeah, could go. Eat him. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, yeah, so he's been a great friend. He's always so funny, you know. <coughs> trying to get back that night was kind of tough. He did tell me about the marsh you'd never want to go into. Of course, you can't see it. Right, but yeah, the just last card feel your way out there. Found yet? You yeah, know? yeah, but you know. So, but you, you ran with it. I'm sorry. I just wanted yeah. to add one question about daily. I mean. In all seriousness, have you seen a guy with more natural talent? Oh man, I'll than tell John you what. We play that two ball, and I know I'm always bugging him because I hit first. You know, I'm like his son. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You know right. what? He, he he is he is so naturally yeah. good. You know, it's just like it's amazing. I start you know playing a little shitty with him here and there, and I said, Michael, just hit the ball in the middle of the club, will you? Just hit the ball in the middle of the face. <laughs> God damn, that's all you got to do? Yeah. You know? Mitchell never told me that. <laughs> no, he didn't. We never talked about God, that. Idiot. I mean, what have I, I been paying him for? I mean, he is. He's so simple, but he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll sit there, you know, in his you know, RV, just on an angle, drinking whiskey all night and icing his knee and stuff. And he gets up the next day and he swings it to here. I mean, yeah. his first swing, you know? I mean, it's he really is. He's an absolute yeah. freak. He's a, he's a beautiful man. He's a, he's a real piece of work. <laughs> I gotta tell you, he is. He's a piece one of, of my work. favorites. You ran yes. with another dude that I think I've heard other people put him in the same category in terms of how hard he runs, but also how talented he was, and that's John Jacobs, mm. JJ, your boy. Who I think Lee Trevino's exact quote was, "If if JJ didn't have every vice in the world, you would have never heard of Jack Nicholas." Like to, for the people who don't know yeah. John Jacobs, talk know, a little yeah. bit about uh, Johnny. Well, I'll tell you one of, the, one of the last great times we had. We we're out that two ball, and Fuzzy and JJ and I all had rented these little apartments off the thing, and so Fuzzy's they're, they're playing. They're terrible, and they're hammered <laughs> they're when they terrible. come back. I mean, they're terrible. They're hammered. So they come back. We're gonna go out and have dinner. We end up at this like Benihana's, you know. And we go to Benihana's, and we're sitting there, and J.J., you know, is, man, the fucking thing. How do you, the fucking ball, what the fucking, you know, everything, every third word is. That sounds right, yeah. You know? <laughs> it was just priceless, you know? Or we went fishing. We went fishing up in Seattle. Went on a boat, and they were going to kind of catch Fuzzy on the way in. You know, they wanted to see what he caught and all that for TV there. And so we go out, and we're going to go fishing. And J.J.'s like, well. That island there, there's a really nice little harbor. There's a bar on that harbor. And we're going to, let's go there. Let's try it, you know? And so, you know, here we are at noon, 1 o'clock. We're pulling into the harbor, and we're, you know, starting to put a few down. And, you know, we're kind of out there hanging around. And 
Turns out there was another harbor right next to that, so we got back in the boat and actually got to that. Well, we never pulled out a fishing line, but <laughs> we got back, and, and it was like, we got to find some fish because these guys are going to meet us. at the. So Fuzzy goes to the fishing thing there and buys this frozen salmon or two, you know? And they're on ice. They're, yeah. they're frozen solid. In a wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> we just they were originally in a wrapper. Yeah. They were. <laughs> Past this yeah. ice. And, in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the thing, and we pull up to the harbor, and there's the TV, you know? They're kind of pulling up, and they got the crew out there, and hey, how was the fishing, you know? I kind of walk off. And, you know, he pulls out the fish, and it's, you know, its tail is still kind of stuck to the side, you know? It's, it's, it's still frozen, you know? And so he starts talking about it, and, it was so We fun. did great. And I, I walk off because they don't want to talk to me. And I walk off. And the guy says to me, is that fish, fish frozen? It, is it frozen? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the tail's not moving. No, I, I just go, caught it, dude. No, went, yeah. Listen, water's cold. Water's cold. <laughs> you went to get some fish. You got some fish. We got exactly. some fish. That's all I know. Exactly. Was, was we're going to so get funny. JJ on here at oh, some point. God. We're going to just let him go. For I've just talked to him actually recently. Have he's going to come. Yeah, he's hard. He's like Sasquatch. He's hard. Oh, I can't get God. a hold of him. Is, yeah. is three of these enough? This is the allotment. Three of these bottles enough? Right here. Yeah, his, I don't know if he's really on uh, whiskey these days. He's been on vodka for quite a while. He's always on vodka. He's always on vodka. Yeah. It's clean. It's yeah. Keeps him clean. Exactly. It keeps it <laughs> keeps it tight with the vodka <laughs> yeah. with the handle a day. Yeah. But we're gonna get oh, him because yeah. his stories are legit, unbelievable. Oh no, that guy is the he is truly the funniest man. If there was ever a book written about someone, it should be about him. It would almost and the, feel like fiction. The crazy thing is, almost all of it is true. Yeah, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. I went to buy him a drink. At Brennan's the other day. Well, not the other day. You know, five years ago. <laughs> Just <laughs> five years ago. Well, five Actually, years ago. Five yeah. years, okay, yeah. five years ago. And I was like, you know, so I go in there and I just want to get my boy a cocktail, whatever he's drinking. He goes, okay. You're going to die of Coke. And I go, wait a minute. No, can't be. No. That guy out there. You see the guy out there smoking? Yeah, die of Coke. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I pull her out there. I pull her out the door. I go, that guy's smoking a cigar. The betting thing, that guy right there. He goes, yeah, Diet Coke. He goes, he's never, she says he's never had a drink in here. What? When, he, when he's gambling, when he's betting the horses. Oh, uh, the ponies. He never keeps the mind clear. a drink. That's, that's probably why he, he never wins. That's when he thinks he's working. Yeah. That's probably why he never that's wins. That's when he yeah. thinks he's working. That's yeah. great. Dude. That's his work. That's what he does. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit about, because when, uh -huh. when you're here in your off weeks, you're down at Mesa Country Club. Yeah. yeah. Joel Damon's a member. Brandon Harkins. <laughs> yeah. I know there's some good men's games going on. Jimmy Gunn. Jimmy Gunn, who caddied Jimmy for you Gunn. recently. Yes, Your boy, Jake Give Gunn. us a little idea of what it's like down there at Mesa Country Club. Oh, man. It's just, you know, I can kind of play where I want. And I just, uh, those are my friends down there. I yeah. just, I love playing. It's go out the pro. Scott Wright is such a great guy. Plenty of doers. Um, plenty of tours plenty <laughs> plenty, plenty in that group you know it's just one of those it's just one of those places you know you got your boys up there at whisper it just mm -hmm. you know I, I just love going down there we play sixums or eightsums every day you play all your friends we play in under four hours some days we have these skins games especially with covid there'd be 20 25 of us on the friggin' green you know i mean we just we just had a great time down there and, that, and that's what it is it's not any great place mm -hmm. but it's fun it's a good time and to me that's what you know i i still want to work at golf and kind of be good i'm trying really trying this year you know when i'm kind of done but you know it's just like so i try but going there is what's fun yeah. that, that's why i like i would rather play with all my friends and have a good time 
than play Augusta National or whatever. I, I don't care. I just I like being around the people and to me that's what Mesa is, you know. Who can pound it's a great hang. Yeah, who can pound more white claws in around Joel Damon or Brandon Harkins? It's a lot. I'll tell you, with the both of them start doing those shooters, you know, they pop those things. And oh, the little <laughs> chug bud. Shotgun yeah, chug bud. yeah mm -hmm. those are tough. And I think Joel is definitely the white claw guy. I think Brandon may be a beer guy, or is he just white claw? I don't know. I just know Joel's the white Joel claw. Joel single-handedly definitely white claw. lifts yeah. that stock every month. Oh, my himself. God. Yes, indeed. How yeah. he doesn't have a deal with them, or maybe he does, is, <laughs> is a mystery to me. Well, it really is. Now, are they allowed to do that on tour these days? I don't know. He took his shirt off recently. <laughs> what are they going to do? He's kind of set too. the bar. Shit. Now everybody does. By the way, I heard yeah. you did that recently down at Mesa. Did you pop it off? You pop the <laughs> top? Did you hear that? Don't Come you on. worry about our sources. No. I just heard on, that, that happened recently. Did you, did you pop the top? No, I didn't. I, I was changing the shirt because we were playing <laughs> I was changing a thing. My God. Oh, are you sweating too much? It's winter. Well, I did want to show off my abs. You know, they're they're not bad. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm getting rid of the kegger. <laughs> oh, you yeah. must have. How the hell would you get that I one? Feel That's like pretty good. Joel is kind of like a mini Mike, honestly. Like, oh. he, he goes. He's a hell of a golfer, hell of a talent, but he he has his fun too. He's just a better player. He's a he's a great guy. He and that's really good is. for you too. Like getting ready to go oh, play out there. You playing with Joel and and uh, it's Brandon great for and all of us. Jimmy. And they bring their friends out sometimes. You know, Max Homa comes out and yeah. different guys. And Tanner Gawa comes back last year. You know, you know, I'm struggling. I'm finishing 50th on the senior tour. Not doing great. You know, I uh, you know what? I'm gonna bring John Rom down there. Like really great. He'll so be you, I can team. outbet him. Well, no, he made twenty million dollars. I'm probably not gonna outbet him. <laughs> he's better. Okay, yeah, great idea, Kenny. That's yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, he didn't show up the first time, so now he's gonna next time he's gonna bring up John. I'm like, Just bring yeah. the best guy on the planet. That feels about right. Yeah, next. great. Yeah, I got a partner. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring a guy. Think of what it'll I'll bring do. a guy. Think of what it'll do for your confidence if you take him down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I try to play those guys, man. You know, Mesa, it just, it is like, you know, when you get out there, you, if you hit it long, all those parts. It's a fun course, so though. Short. No desert. No. It's in good yeah. shape. Yeah, you don't screw up your He told clothes. me we were asking him to do the podcast. He's like, I was like, how does Wednesday work? He's like, oh, let's not do it Wednesday. That's Wednesday. I might be a little sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do it Tuesday? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Wednesday's not a good day. Whatever yeah. you want, bud. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was told yeah. I also got to ask you about the Sanford Invitational. Apparently there was a special four iron you hit there one time. A four iron? You, I you said, melt just ask four, about the four iron at Sanford Invitational. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I... I I don't know if that guy would go there. Salsa wouldn't do that to me. I mean, the one that I chunked, I still had like 85 no yards idea. left. He walked it off the tee to the, on the 17th hole. I think it was like really windy the last time, and I was kind of losing it. I started missing everything. I was, I was really not doing well. Of course, Bernhard was playing great. That's weird. Shocker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right through all the misery. I bet y'all hang out a lot. You and Bernard, I feel like you have a lot in common. <laughs> you guys are probably a riot together. <laughs> and JJ and John Daly. Well, you know, the funny thing is Bernhard gives me lessons. He helps me now. So I, I don't think that's really, been, you know, think that I'm really doing well on tour anymore when Bernhard's giving me. Mm -hmm. It's like he doesn't view you as competition. He's like, I'll help yeah. this guy. He's struggling. Yeah, for yeah. all those years, for that six, eight years, yeah. we competed so shit. much. Oh, not a chance, you know? <laughs> And now he's like, you know, Michael, you can't putt like that. You got to get your hand more here. You got to keep the, you know, he's, he helps me all the time now. Michael, you got to keep the center good. <laughs> you know, you've got to be like this. 
<laughs> Here's a great little Bernhardt story. This is just funny. I just I always tell this story kind of, but so we're having we're having dinner with uh, over at Max's, and he comes back, and Max has gotten fired from Taylor. Right? Blah blah blah. And now he makes this big tiramisu. He feeds everybody. He's this great Italian cook. And so Bernhardt comes back over with his son Jason, and they're sitting there, and they're like you know. We're having dinner, and they're, we're talking. Anyhow, he pulls out the tiramisu. And, you know, his little son Jason's looking at this. He's drooling. He's like, oh, man. You've already had 1,200 calories. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> for you. Yeah. I mean, oh, the kid's my. looking at it. This plate of tiramisu, you know, is like. How old's the kid? Uh, he's 10, 12. <laughs> no, I've already no, had 1,200 calories. You're over your calorie allotment. Go <laughs> <Yeah>. puke. <laughs> go puke. Go puke. Was, you eat that, to, you gotta got to go puke. tied around his sweater, tied around him, you know, and all that. I was like, come on, but you got to be kidding, you know? You eat that, you're doing 200 yeah, push Yeah, he takes his cup. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's like Bernhard, right? He's just like, you've already had 1,200 calories. I've heard there's no one more disciplined. Not a chance. Well, I don't know how he does it. I yeah. truly don't. What's don't his know. practice like? Are you get done playing, you go back upstairs, have a couple pops, whatever. What's he, out, is he banging balls all week? If all I go life? out and putt, I'm doing great. You know, yeah. I have to do something after I'm around. I feel good, you know, besides having a cocktail or with a cock. You know, I mean, it's – but he goes out. The ability to do what he does is – It's pretty uh, remarkable. It's amazing. It really is. 64? He's 64 now. 64? And the and the desire to want to do that yeah. is even maybe more. You know what? I still like playing golf. I like trying. I like getting out there. I'll, I'll work two or three hours. I like putting my time in. And, and golf isn't cheap. You know, it comes hard. But this guy has the ability to go out there all day, every day. The the desire to want to do it, mm-hmm. it's it's remarkable. It truly is. Yeah. And to never burn is. out. Like constantly, every day. It's it's yeah. it's crazy when you've done really it for is. that long. Because he's done it since he was a kid. I got things I'd rather do. I'd rather go and have a drink with you guys. Hell yeah. Or well, yeah. Or hide away on my yeah. bike or cook or do something. There's so many things I like to do that, you know. And he's still beating hard. the dudes that are 50 that are coming. When, when these new yeah. guys come out, like you got Ernie recently. Phil's made his way out there. Furick, all these guys come out. When A guy like you who's had a big run out there, when they come out, are you excited? Like, oh, cool, we got Ernie. <laughs> now, or are you like, fuck. There's yeah, another well, yeah. dude hey, great, I got to beat. I just moved yeah. down a yeah, spot. Yeah, great. Phil's he, out. He's batting 750 out here <laughs> on the Champions Tour right now. Yeah, oh, that's great. Like yeah. the, the guys when they're interviewed, like, oh, no, we love having Phil out here. This is great for our tournament. But deep down, are you like, damn it? Well, I can only say that, number one, Phil Mickelson has never asked me out to dinner. So I've never had fun with that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've played with him, had a nice time with him a number of times. I'm not against him being out there, but he's certainly not going to help my pocketbook, for sure. Hopefully, you know, it helps the tournaments do better. And, you know, I mean, he's already made $100 million. Yeah, take the over. Yeah, 100 million. 100 million. Bring, the, bring the more Tanagawa's yeah. out there. The earnings are like the appetizer. It's, you got a porterhouse sitting behind. But at least Ernie earnings. will have a drink here and there with you. You know, he's pretty serious out there. Yeah. They're, all, they're all pretty serious these days. So, Who's Just a guy- dying, you're a dying breed, dude. Yeah, that's true. Who's a guy out there though that I think people would people might know? get a misconception of? <laughs> oh God, I was sneaky, thinking about that. Sneaky. Like we know Bernhard's a robot and works hard as yeah, hard as, yeah. as can be. Yeah, yeah. God, we know what you are. <laughs> we know that you're. We know that you're the greatest. We know what Daly's doing and JJ. If yeah, you can dig him yeah. up. Yeah, who's a funny guy? I mean, obviously Hallberg's so great. Gene Sowers is a really good guy. I like hanging out with him. Um, 
God, who are the other guys? I was thinking about that today, actually. I had a funny thing for you, and I forgot about her already. <laughs> I actually did. I can't believe it. A surprising it. Oh, person. Yeah. Yeah, this guy would have surprised the shit out of you. I just was thinking about it today. I was hitting a couple balls. I was like, that would be good, and now I can't think of it. My, my <laughs> that's why me and Joe Biden are going to have a spelling bee. Because <laughs> I'm losing a little bit. I like I, Me and him are competitive. <laughs> I'm telling you. You are an absolute beauty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling oh, you. God bless well, you. We haven't even got to the I fun part yet. I we haven't got to the fun part yet. Honestly, that would be a good story. I forgot. <laughs> I did. Who was it? I was thinking about that. I tell people, though, when I first got on oh, tour, like, I think everybody that watches on TV thought VJ was probably kind of a hard ass and kind of a dick to people. And he is... He was so nice when I was out on tour. I, I agree. Yeah. I have played a lot of practice yeah. with him. He was a good guy. He's the only guy, certainly major guy, you know, that had a party for everybody. He had, for a TPC, he had 100 people over every year. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, spent $50,000 on wine or whatever. I mean, he, he's, been a, he's been a good man. Yeah. He is definitely an underappreciated person. I agree. Good trash talker, too. Yeah, well, he's got a lot more money than I have to bet. Is he still grinding? I mean, he's got he's known for his his work. I love when I turn on and I see VJ because I just can't wait to see how he's putting that week. I'm like, here's some shit I never thought was even (laughs) physically possible. He's like, you know, gotta like, oh, if I do this, like my wrists get eliminated. It's it's, and the gloves on and the putter's a different length every time. He's been a second U.S. Open at Pebble Beach putting with his eyes closed. He can't. he's, He's tried legitimately everything. Yeah. Does he ever go to like back to back weeks or three weeks in a row with the same method? Or I got even if he I, good. I really got to tell you, I don't watch. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I don't watch. Laser focus, yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it now that. I've no, seen. I mean he sits out there and practices so much. You know, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't put him down or whatever. It's I don't understand in life how you want to do that that much. He's still you know? got that big swing too. That's he's what always he tells me. He's out there flipping so tires. Short. I know. He's, he's out there crazy flipping stuff. tires, all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. I saw him the first time I went to Memorial and went out there and watched. He was still younger on the tour. He was still a great player. And, and the Memorial range, massive range, right? Yeah. So they had oh, everybody yeah. in like one area so the fans could watch him. VJ went all the way down to the other oh, end. So always. I had this like inside the rope. So I went down. I was like, I want to see what VJ does. And he went to the upslope side hill of the rough and dropped balls in the rough <laughs> and uh, started hitting drivers off the deck in the rough. They were going... <laughs> Dude, they were flying 48 Just yards and tumbling. He wasn't ever getting there. And he sat there and did it for like Perfect. 30 minutes, working on his, like, oh. I guess, driver speed. Oh, unbelievable. I was like, this you never is worked just... on hitting driver out of the rough? <laughs> I mean, I probably should have. It was the one shot I didn't no have. No wonder in my you arsenal. didn't make it. No <laughs> shit. I could have yeah, come man. in handy. Who the hell does it? Who doesn't work on that? I would have come in handy. I should... Looking <laughs> back on it, I should have just gone six degrees flat. I might have been a fucking little bit. Well, it might have been it. Yeah. yeah. I know. You were very Where was upright. Mitchell when I needed him? I know. All right. Wait, you're out. It's now time to get to the emergency nine, Uh-oh. which is very, very fun it's a little for rough. us. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be fun for you, but we'll see. But we ask this to I'll, everyone. I hope I have to be quick-witted. No, you don't. Okay. We make this, well, we this one you do. On this. Okay. We ask this to everyone. You can, trade, you can be, trade lives with anyone, dead or alive, for a day. You get to be somebody else for a day. Who would you want to be? Wow. Not, um, not Bernhard's kid <laughs> watching your calories. You'll <laughs> oh starve to death. <laughs> one day for a kid. I'll tell you what. I... I know maybe Elon Musk. Mm. I love that man. I just I love. I would love. I guess my, that's probably the wrong question to answer because one person I like to have dinner with would be Elon Musk. Okay. I mean, just of someone that's not family, that I would have. I think he would be the most interesting people in the world. Why don't you just be him for a day and see what it's like? It would be amazing. There I would go. love to be him for a day. Elite minds of the world. Chopping it up. Can you imagine what would be accomplished at that dinner? You know what? I'm oh, not that shit. smart to understand most of the stuff he talks about, but I love what he does. I love who he is. 
And I just think, you know, one of the things I watch is all the, you know, stratosphere and stars and all that. And it's just like to watch this stuff and what, you know, I can just imagine what he's going. That's all. I, I don't know. That's well, enough. Can, don't That's pick enough. him on tax day. He's about to pay like <laughs> yeah, five billion taxes. If I could pay five billion, I'd be all in. <laughs> Happily write that check. Hell, I'm all there in. You go. Don't me? blow this on some fucking five shit. billion. That's what I paid. All right. And you know what? I still got forty-five billion. Exactly. I'm all right. I just well, hold on. Things. Are I just made it back right now. <laughs> yeah, cool. Everything's exactly, good. I'm back to exactly. Yeah, I love right. his company. Uh, first one for me. Do you feel like you missed your calling of being a Hollywood actor after your electric <laughs> performance at the Mesa Country Club commercial? That was aired, by the way, more times than any commercial for like a year straight on Golf Channel and all the show. <laughs> well, locally, for sure. Yeah, locally. Yeah, I, I thought I did. I thought that, you know, I still have a voice for radio and, you know. You, that fun, commercial was, was, I actually was YouTubing it because I was like, I got to remember if, if you had like a catchphrase or some shit like that. There's an outtakes on Mesa. YouTube. I was like, if you have friends and you're golf, then you've golf at the Mesa with me. I'm Michael Allen. I don't like a golf. I can play anywhere. If you want to have fun, come to Mesa. That's it. What <laughs> a voice. Oh, though. my God. Are you surprised you didn't win an Emmy? <laughs> I really well, it's am. It's an Oscar. Yeah. Emmy's we got a little music, more no, no, right. It didn't go national. No, Emmy's not. Isn't yeah. Emmy's TV, yeah. but Emmy's TV. Oh, you'll, TV. You'll learn one day. Oh, Oscar. Me? Like no, I'm, I'm radio. Well, I guess we didn't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought it was a hell of a show, though. I, that commercial came on. I've never been more locked into a commercial. Just for the record, so you can learn <laughs> Grammy is music. Grammy is music. That's what okay. it is. That's more where I'm Good at. info. All right. What is the name of your favorite drink at Mesa Country Club? Pornhub. Okay. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of awkward. Everybody doesn't get it, but it actually started from the the uh, the throw. What's our Johnny O throw? Uh, the dry heave? Yeah, your dry heave. Yeah. It started from the dry heave. Oh. And McCor was up there, and my partner was Mike Barnblatt. Mm-hmm. And so we are, he couldn't figure out what it was. It was Mike Lowney, here's Barnblatt, Barn, Pornblatt, Pornblatt, Pornblatt. <laughs> he didn't know how to say his name. So it was fine. The next day, though, we're playing Trent and uh, from Whisper Denny, Rock. Denny. And Denny, Trent and Denny. And we're playing those guys on the next day. And so they got on the net, on the tee in the first hole. Hey, Pornblatt. Or Pornhub. No, it started with Pornblatt, which turned into Pornhub that day. That, that's how it became Pornhub is because we were drinking those drinks, which is vodka, light soda, very light orange juice. You know, that's what it well, is. That's a Pornhub. That, that's a Pornhub. That it's a feels simple like a Denny yeah. move. Oh, and I'm telling you what, those guys, we had such a great day. I, we had a bet. And I said, Barney, don't worry. We're giving them four shots. We'll be tied by the 10th hole. Oh. And we were. Under, under. <laughs> wait so till funny. Trent has to chip. Yeah, wait so till much, Trent has to chip. We, we had so much fun with those guys. God, uh, it was great. I beautiful. love so those So you just guys. walk into the grill and like, give me a Pornhub. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. That's fine. That's what you, I mean, yeah. that commercial. It works better it for some sense. people than others. You should yeah. add that into the next commercial. <laughs> I feel I like to drink Pornhubs. I thought it was going national. Come to Mesa. Well, give it time. This is a big podcast. Yeah, this will go. Pornhubs for all. Doers are going to make Pornhubs soon. <laughs> you're tired. Oh, you're awesome. All right, can you, I was told you'll remember this. Okay, can you explain how it is mathematically possible to lose nine hundred dollars in a ten dollar Nassau game? <laughs> McCord. <laughs> yeah, tell me. He told. He's like, just ask him. Well, about JJ it. kept doubling. Okay, I did shoot sixty. Uh, McCord gave up. 
standards. Shocking and, standard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And basically, JJ kept doubling and all that. So it was McCord so. and JJ against you and somebody else. You shot Me? 60, I was told. I did. And it was start at 10. And by with, the end. Uh, I think it was Ron Burleson and Barry Farr. Yeah, and Barry was a side bet. but yeah. When your partner shoots 60. Yeah, I did. We did 900, well. That's JJ. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he must have I been know. drinking because when he play, doesn't drink, he normally is a good yeah, game. Yeah, we always play birdies, greenies, you know, all this stuff. So they don't do any birdie, of those. Yeah, I know. And then 10 birdies, 12 birdies is going to be a lot. I mean, whatever. 13, yeah. A little friendly game, a little $10 NASA. Okay, yeah. you owe me 900 I think it was actually more than that, but we'll go with that. <laughs> that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. McCord's right. memory right. suspect, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. We've all had accidents with our cell phones. Sleaze and I know both left it in an Uber. <laughs> oh, give me your true. biggest mishap with a cell phone. The last one or the which I one? Just, give me your off the top, whatever you think the biggest mishap was. How many you had? I've had about three new computers. Is that what they are? They're basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, my last one was Tucson. I left it on the top of my car <laughs> and drove off. And I, I was looking. And did you ask your caddy to go get in the middle of the road to get it? I did. We didn't find it. But the last time I left it on top of my car was when I was in. This oh, is that was when I was in Canada. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that was coming back from Daly's trailer. I'd taken pro out there. You got to stop setting it on the top of your car. I realized that's my wife told me. Don't sit on top of the car. All right, sweetheart. Now, how do you want your stuff? Oh, shit. There it is. I heard you made I pro run out in oncoming traffic to try to get your phone. Well, he wasn't. He was a little quicker back then. He was a little quicker for sure. <laughs> he was quicker. He was. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. John got us a little bit hammered. Shocking. Yeah. It happens. And I drove home. It happens to the best of us. I know. I know. I it was good out. times. Yeah. Okay, we talked about Bernhard a little bit. How many shots aside would you have to give Bernhard if he had to match you Saki for Saki on the golf oh, course? God. Fleece him, would no you? chance. I don't know, actually. This thing would be over faster than Tiger and Stephen Ames. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think night, so. Night. Yeah. yeah, Bernhard's tough, though. He has two drinks, and all he does is smile. Oh, and that may be like his yeah. little secret post. But he's got to go Saki for Saki yeah, with you. Each yeah, one yeah. with you. Yeah, no, it's done. It's over. Yeah. That's it's two aside. I don't know if he'd be floating like Del Cochran did down the river at... <laughs> You know, on 16, but, you know, he'd be really close. He'd be real close to that. Yeah, yeah. He's not big enough to float. No, no, he probably was. Dell's got a little more buoyant. <laughs> he did, and Dell floated down that little yeah, creek yeah, on 16 yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's right. All right, next one. Uh, I heard one evening you were over at Jack Nicholas's house, and he offered yeah. you a cocktail. Yeah. And he let you down, correct? Well, no, he did. Well, I don't think he had olives, but he made me a nice... Uh, well, he made me a vodka soda and this and that. And we were, he always has this great dinner at his house. I mean, what a beautiful place. And, you know, perfect. Not this great, big, ornate thing, you know, beautiful, like you would think Jack would be. And, you know, there I am, the last guy to leave again. <laughs> I don't know how it always happens. It's hard to, to believe. It's really amazing. It is. So I'm talking to Gary. We're just bullshitting a little bit. And, you know, Jack's like, hey, Mike, what do you want to drink? And I was like, well, you know, vodka soda would be good. You got some, you know, olives to go with it. No, he didn't have any olives. But other than that, you know, he turned on the Miami Heat game and we sat there and chatted for about half an hour. All right, again. well, we've done pretty well with half. our sources so far. We've You've done basically bad about sources. Well, well, idiots also. Well, I, yeah. I didn't know you were doing homework. Our, our sources really told the story much, much differently, but we're just going gonna to go with okay. that. Okay. okay, there you go. Our I'd source, like to hear that source. Yeah. Our sources are also idiots, so sometimes they get, you know. They are idiots. a little game the of telephone and it gets, it gets yeah. messed up oh, a little bit. I hear you. Jack should have olives, though, honestly. 
What's he doing? You know what I mean? Who doesn't you're have olives? Nicholas. You got a party. You probably have an olive <laughs> you're tree. You're going to have olives? You got an olive tree in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee it. Dude. Go pluck me some olives. There you go. I don't know if they grow olive on trees. trees or I'm like pretty sure you could have one here in about three minutes if you need it. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Jack Nicholas. I know. You have anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or my last one. Are you the only Champions Tour player whose golf playlist is exclusively Snoop, Dre, 2000s hip hop? <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> Almost. Like, yeah. pretty much. Wheeler Walker Jr.? Wheeler Walker Jr.? You haven't heard that? No. Oh, that's what you are you Are you coaching us on music right now? Oh, this is you awesome. need that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, actually have, I actually prefer Eminem, but... Okay. Yes, there you go. I so like put Eminem. Marshall in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You hate country, right? I'm not a big country fan. You know, John, Depressing. you hang around him enough. You know, country. How do you not like country? I don't know. I get Western also. I don't know which one to like. I don't know. But it's all like early 2000s hip hop, pretty much when you're at Mesa, right? Yeah. And I heard well, if someone changed it to something else, like Joel like changed Santana, it to country, and you're like, no, 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 turn that something shit Something good, Janis Joplin. Janis yeah, Joplin. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah who wants that? That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have you pegged for that. Wheeler Walker Jr., I'm telling you. you gotta, okay. Look it up. You're going to love that. He knows it. Now let me just tell you, let me also put that in parentheses here is you cannot play that in any crowd. Oh, it's gotta be the okay. right crowd. Oh yes. They gotta Yes. Okay. Not every okay. crowd is really. I don't know Walker what we're Jr. in for, but we'll make sure. you will you will enjoy. Okay. All right. However, I don't know how her mother his mother ever came to a concert. Just gonna say. <laughs> okay. Just gonna say. I look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Larry Pierce, Wheeler Walker. Yeah. Last question. <laughs> Okay, one of the luxuries of playing on the PGA Tour is, you know, a lot of places you get courtesy cars, but not all of them you do. So sometimes maybe if you're over in Hawaii, you have to rent a car. Okay. Was there ever an incident with a rental car over in Hawaii? <laughs> yes, there was. I mean, not as of late because I'm very mature now. But when I was younger, there was. Yeah, we went out and we, uh, I didn't play that well that day. So we went out and we took the car and we went and got a, we went to the where you go body surf. I forget the name of that beach. It's just a little north of Wild. It ends Maybe in a vowel. It, it ends no in a vowel, yeah. probably. <laughs> yes, yeah. it probably ends in a vowel. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. It ends in a vowel. Anyhow, so we're out there, and so we're just like, God dang, we gotta go get bathing suits. So we go back to this place. We get bathing suits. We come out, and it's like pouring rain, tops down, you know. But it's a convertible. It doesn't matter. It's a Mustang. So we go in the sushi bar. We eat sushi. We drink a bunch of sake. Having a good time, we've got a few extra, we throw in the back seat, it dumps around. We go out there and we just start body surfing and we get just ripped. I mean, we are gone. We get tossed, turned. I got sand in my eyeball, my butt. I, I got it every, in every orifice on the planet, you know, I have. And I'm just covered in it. And I was just laying at the beach, we're done. And we get back in the car and we, get, and we just got sand and crap all over this thing. It is trashed. Anyway, we get out the next day, and the car is like spotless. And I'm like, God dang it, 20 bucks. You guys are unbelievable. You clean this car like that. Well, we kind of screwed up yesterday. We gave you guys the wrong car. And oh, so when they my. came out today, they were a bit upset. Oh, <laughs> there's sushi, there's, you know, there's wine, there's sand, there's crap. <laughs> it was friggin' trash, this thing. And so, anyhow, they, yeah, they were like, wow. It's a tough what break. a time to get the wrong tough car. Break. What a time to get the wrong it's car. Great. It was great. great. It worked good for tough us. Tough break, bitch. Uh, them's, yeah. the, them's the breaks. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh. That was pretty funny, I got to tell you. <laughs> that, that was great. Oh, God. Well, you You're an all-timer. You can talk to Pro and Salsa about all those. 
Well, yeah, thank stories. you for, uh, for digging in. You got, some, pretty yeah, you got some rats in your operation, yeah. but oh, we love Oh, them. my God, do we ever. But they're, Michael Allen, they're thank, you, guys. thank you for joining us. I'm a man. All right, so that was the beautiful Michael Allen joining us on Golf Subpar. He's just a dude, man. He's the guy you just want to go tee it up with, listen to some music, have a couple cocktails with, and get amongst it. Dude, the first time I met Michael Allen, we were at the Twin Fin a bunch of years back. I didn't know him at the time. I show up. I see our pairing. I'm like, cool. I kind of knew the name, but didn't know, him, didn't know him personally. We show up. He's got like early 2000s rap going. He's got cigars all throughout you know, the, the golf cart. He's got a bottle of sake. He walks up and shakes my hand. He's got like an untucked shirt. And he's like, hey, Michael Allen, how you doing? Hands me a shot of sake. And I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but I, this guy, we're about to be fast friends out here and god damn he hit it good too man he was hitting bombs it's not like flat fade that kind of tumbles a bit and Mm -hmm. um dude how about his story about going from like you know upright irons to like five flat like the the, the shift that he made in his irons i used to miss the ball left a lot of golfers missed the ball left uh it never really crossed my mind to just bend my shit five degrees flat that could have been my (laughs) that could have been what i was missing he totally rebuilt his golf swing and like a fine wine just gets better with age it's unreal that he plays. He's played his best golf of his career in his late 40s into his early 50s, but he has made a hell of a career out of the PGA Tour champions. Just went out there and printed money. He's a major champion, but all in all, I just I love being around the guy. I I got lucky enough to beat him in a playoff at the Monday qualifier at the Byron Nelson to get into my first PGA Tour event, which he wasn't too happy about at the time. But we soon became fast friends once he got in the event. Love the man. Always been super super nice to me. And I mean, we might have to go take some acting lessons from the guy, Sleaze. I mean, his his commercial down there at Mesa Country Club. Whew. I don't know how much it got played nationwide. I would think zero, but here in Scottsdale, here in Arizona, <laughs> I'm telling you, you watch Golf Channel. That thing was coming up every single commercial break for like six months, and it was like, "Hi, I'm Michael Allen." If you got friends and you're golfing <laughs> friends and you golf with your friends, the Mesa Country Club, it was the shittiest commercial. I think you could find it on YouTube and there's like some outtakes on it. I remember when I saw it, I text, I sent him a text. I was like, this is the worst act. He's like, dude, you have no many, you have no idea how many times it took me to get before they got like the final product. He's like, I messed up 72 times. I had to keep shortening my sentences so I could get through it. <laughs> It's the best. Well, if that was the best one, I want to see the shittier, shittier ones because oh, they, they got to be incredible. There's some good outtakes, and I, I said I watched it. He's like, yeah, they eliminated all the ones where I was, like, cussing afterwards and stuff. They just put the mess-ups in there, but it's a hell of a commercial. And how about this quote? I was kind of thinking about it. Can you remember a guy that was in the game of golf, got his tour card, and then quit and came back and actually had success? Like, he got back on the PJ Tour, played his best golf on tour after 45, and then obviously big yeah. champion's career. But, dude, there's not many guys – that quit and come back and actually have success. You know what I mean? Nope. Totally agree with you. He's got a hell of a story. All right. So it's time to make some money. My man, Justin Thomas got me a top 10 last week at the masters, but not what we're looking for. We stayed away from Scotty Scheffler and apparently we shouldn't have smart. So I went ahead. Let's get back to it. I went ahead and cursed Brooks out of consecutive top tens career record. I mean, unbelievable. It's it's time to move past it. We're on to Hilton head, Harvard town, the RBC Heritage, one of the best events on the PGA Tour. We got a great field, one of the most unique golf courses. Love this place. It is going to be a lot of fun. We got Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa as the favorites. This place, I mean, I feel like Colin Morikawa, if he was going to design a golf course, this is what it would be. Yeah. I mean, just you got to hit incredible iron shots. The greens are crazy small. Coming off a of final round 67 at the Masters, I like him as a favorite this week at 13 to 1. 
Yeah, hard not to pick him. Everybody's kind of limited in terms of where they can hit driver. He's going to be playing from more or less the same spot as everybody else who hits irons better than him. Not really anybody right now that I can think of. Maybe Scotty Scheffler right now, but I'm going to go with the guy that's had some success around here. He's got a perfect fit for this golf course. Matt Fitzpatrick is going off at 20 to 1. So last year he finished fourth, had a great week. He was 14th the year before that. So he's got some very nice course history around this place. And he just wedges it and puts it so well. He doesn't have to wear out that driver like he did at Augusta where, you know, he still somehow manages to play well around there, but just a great fit from Matthew, Fitz, Matt, excuse me, Matt Fitzpatrick. And uh, his, his results show that. And how about this little nugget? So he used to carry a Harbor town head cover. Oh my God. This is his favorite golf course. This is it yeah. then that's a set in stone fire. Everything fire your mortgage on that. All right. For a little bit of a dark horse, I'm going with my man. Kevin Kisner lost in a playoff here a few years ago to Jim Furyk going off at 45 to one. I know he, he always talks about how he doesn't have the lights to compete around Augusta national. He gets very excited coming to, to Harbor town. You don't have to hit it far. Yeah. Uh, this, this is another golf course that I think is just built for him. I expect Kevin Kisner to play well. Coming off that pairing with tiger too. Probably going to be a few less eyeballs out there. Probably going to feel like a walk in the park for kids after what he went through this past week at Augusta. I'm going to go with another Kevin. That I like this week. He's going off at 45 to mm. 1, but that's Mr. Nah. So he's actually coming off a very nice week at Augusta, which is a tough golf course for him. He's got to be wearing out those that graphite around that place. But he finished 14th last week at Augusta. That was with a 79 in the third round where he really struggled. The other three rounds he played out there, 71, 71, 69. Really good golf, especially on a golf course that ain't tailor made for a Kevin Nah. Rolls the shit out of the ball. We all, we know that. And I go, I'm going with Kevin Nah if you're looking for a Long shot, 45 to 1. All right, I like that a lot, Sleaze. We'll step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, so much more. And when you win, Slays, what's happened? What two, happens? Two hours, bud. That's it. All right. So go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using code SUBPAR to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Remember to use the code SUBPAR to get this special offer today. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700. Colorado, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in New Jersey, Iowa, and Illinois. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Once again, congratulations. Hold on, let me get my beautiful face back up here there for you. you are. There it is. All right. All right. But once again, congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. First major championship. Dominant performance. World number one. So cool to see. That was a lot of fun, Sleazy. Looking forward to Harbor Town. And we got another very, very special guest coming up next week, which we're not going to spoil, but it is a great one. And I got to give a big shout out to Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk. They had me on their show this week. Those two guys are absolutely incredible. I had such a blast with them. Man, they look like they have a lot of fun on that show. Dude, we need to do more shows and tank tops, I've decided. It works for Pat. You know yeah. what I mean? 
The more dude, tanks, the better. We were, right we were finishing up the interview, and I was like, dude, Pat, thanks for having me on. Huge fan. He goes, fuck you. Your show's way better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. He's fantastic. What a beauty. He does it the right way, bro. Love that guy. All right, my bad. Well, I'll see you back home in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you all on next week's Golf So Far. <laughs>